Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Remind me if we're stuck for talking points tomorrow, Marty. Uh, I went down a completely unnecessary rabbit hole thanks to our friends at Cap Friendly today and now have an extensive list of Sabres cost per point in 22-23 as we project forward just uh, how impactful certain players can be. The problem with the list is... Yeah, it's last year's. And guess what? A lot of those value guys are now going to be making a lot bigger money. So I will leave you with this on that note. The Sabres did have seven players league-wide in the top 102 of cost per point, which is pretty impressive because that only leaves 95 other spots to be divided by 31 other teams, which is an average of three per team. So the fact the Sabres had seven in the top 102 mm. really explains just how, you know, I wouldn't say overachieving some of them were, but how impressive it was to get what they received offensively out of these very young players who were on good deals. But it's an interesting study. I think but it's, it's going to get even better next year, to be honest with you. I understand that there's going to be some added money, but I think it's yeah. going to get better. I think our one power is going to have more points. And we talked about that last couple of days. I think uh, Rasmus Dallin will get over 80 points. Uh, mm-hmm. Thompson could get 95, maybe like, there's, yeah, but there's he's going from 1.4 to over seven. So he would need to get 200 oh, points yeah, for, right. having, for okay. him to have the same value. He did sign his extension last yes. year. You're absolutely yeah. right. And so that's the, the same way, right? That's why it's not a be all end all discussion because so many of the league's best players, even Connor McDavid nestle in around 200th on the list because they would have to be twice as yeah. good as Wayne Gretzky with the salaries being what they are. To make at it 95 to make points it, at 7 million, it's still a bargain. <laughs> we think so, yes. By this measure, it's a little bit different. But we're focusing today on those who are trying to make players less value, less valuable offensively. And that is the goaltenders. How do yes. they stymie them? I thought this tweet at Sabres Live, and and again, it's a it's a July 27th question. Some say it shouldn't be a question at all. We hear you loud and clear. Yes. But the the one tweet that I thought was interesting because It's a common sense approach. And we don't know whether common sense ever has a place (laughs) anywhere, quite frankly, let alone in the world of professional sports. But as Jake sent, whoever plays the best in the preseason, why handicap them? Why have an agenda? Best man wins. Marty, did you ever feel that as a player going into a season? 
Going oh, you did? My, oh, yeah. Going into my third pro year, mm-hmm. I got to training camp. It's Dominic Hasek, Dwayne Rollison, and myself. We're talking about 1999-2000. Coming off the Stanley Cup uh, run the Sabres had, right? And mm-hmm. and I had a really good run that second year. We went to the Calder Cup Finals in, in Rochester. I was goalie of the year. We won a bunch of awards. So I go into my third training camp, the last year of my contract, and I'm like, I'm winning this job in camp. And I was the best goalie in camp. Now, listen, it was was Dominic Ashik, uh, a little bit like lackadaisical about training camp since he'd just come off a run where he was still one of the best in the world and went gone to the Stanley Cup finals, probably. And as Dwayne Rollison was trying to find his place in the whole thing, probably. I knew exactly where I fit. And I had the best camp. I went in and I had the best camp. Practice, I was dominating. Games, preseason games, I was dominating. Scrimmages, I was dominating. I was the guy. And not that I thought I was going to be above and beyond Dominic Ashik, but I'm like, hey, give me a chance here to prove what I've got. It's been two years that Dom said he's going to retire. You better have some some plan moving forward, right? Yeah. And he was hurt all last year. Like, like give yeah. me a plan. Give me something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, no, he wasn't hurt that year. He got hurt the 99,000 season. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But give me a chance. And last day of camp, I got kill, called into this tiny little room at the Northtown Center where Darcy, Lindy, the coaches were at. And they told me I was going down to Rochester and I lost mm-hmm. my mind. I lost my, you know what? And I slammed the door and I yelled and I was upset. I said, I'll be back here in a month. You'll see you guys are making the worst decision of your lives. And I like was angry. Never did that before. Never did it again. I got in a couple of uh, arguments with Lindy over the times, but it was all in good, you know, competitive nature sure. type thing. Yeah. But, yeah. um, you know, so I said that to Darcy, you're sending me because you want to save money. And I was like, just so mad. I felt like their agenda was set. Dom, Dwayne, Marty, and Rochester. Didn't right. matter what happened in training camp. I was the best goal in training camp, but their agenda, their 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 roster was set. And I was going to go to Rochester no matter what. Um, I came back three weeks later and never went back. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was the uh, clairvoyant. I saw in the future and they had to call me back up. Right. But to the original point, this is why I brought it up was every team has an agenda every year, don't they? And, and see, you were thinking as a player that they didn't, but they in fact did. And look what happened. You caused you to lose your, you know what, that's what I'm saying. Like, what is Comrie thinking right now? What is Lucanen thinking? What is Levi thinking? Does Levi believe already that this is his to lose? Does Lukanen believe that he actually still has a chance to be the number one goalie of the future for this organization, which many were hoping he would be when he was turning in goaltender of the year type, you know, year in yeah. Sudbury years ago? And does Eric Comrie believe that, oh my gosh, like what happened in year one here? Can, can I actually salvage my career in year two? And whether it's in Buffalo or beyond, can I prove to people that I'm still a worthy NHLer? Well, producer Jeff just put a good little point here in our chat. And I, that's where I was going to go is that, look, I've seen enough in my career and after my career to know that there's not promises that are made, but there's definitely sometimes um, things that are facilitated, right? We will give you all the chances you can have to be playing at the NHL level or to get you there as fast as possible. Uh, you know, those are conversations that are held behind closed door. And I have no idea if those conversations 
happened between the Sabres and Devin Levi saying, hey, sign. We're going to get you some NHL games. And next year, we're going to make a roster spot for you. Now, maybe that was done. I don't think it was done. I don't think the Sabres would work that way. I think the Sabres would say, you have a real chance here if you performed at a level, right? That would be the, the conversation with Devin Levi. There's an opportunity for you to play in the NHL and have a, a, a big role with a team if you perform at a certain level. That's usually the way that I would think Don Coronado, Kevin Adams, and everybody would work in this organization. But I can tell you this, other organizations have done and made promises to players and you sign with us, you're in the NHL next year. And guys have done that. Guys have done that for sure, 100%. And that that has been happening for years uh, in the NHL with contract negotiation, especially with college players. Uh, but I wouldn't think that that's the case here in Buffalo. I don't think the Sabres operate that way. I think they can insinuate that with performances, and if, we, if you play at the level we think you can play, you have your spot in the NHL, but you still have to play at that level. It is worth a very quick trip down memory lane, uh, historically speaking, when it comes to Buffalo netminders, and this is not an exception to the rule. But when Tom Barrasso came in as a rookie yeah, and won the Calder and the Vesna in that season, uh, he ended up winning four of his first 16 decisions the next season with the Sabres, and that prompted a five-game stint down in Rochester. So <laughs> we can sit here and blow up Devin Levi's seven-game sample all we want. <laughs> all I'm saying is, please don't be alarmed if Devin does spend any amount of time in Rochester. It doesn't necessarily mean the end, <laughs> if it should come to that. Because if you have an historic season turned in by someone like Tom Barrasso, who then spent time in the AHL next year to kind of get his rhythm back, I think these are all parts of the story moving forward. So we shouldn't be alarmed if that, in fact, there's, comes to that. There's nine games in October this year, uh, Duffer, for the, for the Sabres. They mm. play six games at home and three on the road. I would think that, for me, I would think those nine games as a potential evaluation even more. Like, I'm not just looking at training camp. For mm. Devin Levi, I'm looking training camp plus nine, right? Where are we at training camp plus nine? And that is an eighth of the season or one ninth of the season, I should say, because there's 82 games. Mm -hmm. um, and that could give you a good example of where it goes. But funny enough, we've gone like 45 minutes of the show, and I still have not really broken down what I think is the best comparable to Devin Levi and to what he can do in the NHL. Please do so. You want me to do it right now? Quickly. Okay. When Jeremy Swayman entered the NHL, Okay, he was 21 years old. Editor's Same. note, Martin Baron. I said, editor's note, Martin Baron loves Jeremy Swayman. Absolutely love Jeremy Swayman. He was a uh, college, um, you know, uh, Mike Richter winner award, just like Devin Levi is. University of Maine standout goaltender, just like Devin Levi was at Northeastern. Like they went the similar, same similar path. So after his last college year, which was year three, technically Devin Levi was at Northeastern three years, despite the fact that the first year they played zero games because of COVID. So he played in two seasons. But same thing, you know, stand out in the last two years. Same thing with Jeremy Swayman. When Swayman entered his pro career, the first year, 
was the 2020-2021 season where they started in January. So Jeremy Swayman started technically in Providence, but it didn't take long that the Boston Bruins needed help. Um, Tuka Rask got a hip injury. They had Yaroslav Alak as a backup, and then they needed somebody else. Swayman came in and played 10 of the 56 games that year, was lights out, and never went back to the AHL. They knew what they had. They just decided to sign Yaroslav Alak, and, well, maybe we need a backup for Tuka Rask and have Swayman in the minors. It didn't take long for Swayman to say, I'm an NHL goaltender, and I'm staying. I think it's the same scenario here with Levi. But I would move that forward and say, Levi, I'd like to see him start in the NHL and then say, you're an NHL goaltender and let's see what you got. Boston didn't do that. It was a different situation with the COVID and the bubble and all of that. But if they had started that year on time, I think they probably go to Karras, Jeremy Swayman, and Yaroslav Alak as a third and see what they've got. Kind of like Comrie is the Yaroslav Alak of the Sabres right now. Um, I'll ask it probably one more time, at least before September 24th. What is the likelihood of three goalies on the roster? Not at the start of the season, not at the start of the season, the Sabres would rather have three in Rochester, uh, you know, and you say, just have the third one down there, practice, play some games. And if we need you, you're close, but I don't think they can afford not financially roster wise, three goaltenders on the roster at the start of the season. And Marty I don't Pro think they lose any one of them on waiver. Maybe UPL, but I, there's too many goalies in the league right now. Unless there's major injuries, there's already too many goalies in the league. You're not losing a goalie on waivers. All right, we'll put our final notes on this one, likely in the form of dis or dat. When we come back on Sabres Live, WGR Sports Radio 550 and MSG. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.